What's up, guys? Today we're here with... Yo, Dakota Bailey. And we're going to ask him some questions today. What advice would you give your 16-year-old self? My 16-year-old self? Oh, man. That's a tough one, actually. Uh My 16-year-old self. Shoot, dude. I would say... Don't go to work and do the physical labor job that I really don't want. I would have went straight into sales and then started learning. Um, The other advice that I give to myself would be to listen to things and read and learn about what I actually care about. Because the hardest part for me was I felt forced to learn. Um, And so I thought that I did not like to learn because I was forced different things. And so if I just went and learned about things that I actually cared about, I would have been a lot more happy. Instead, I kind of felt like I waited and just uh, continued to be like, okay, I'm just not going to do anything. I was more like, like writing it out. And then instead of like using that time to stack up, I was more, all right, let me just continue to do whatever bull crap I have to do in order to get through all of this. And then I'm going to actually go and start my life. I would have started a little bit sooner, figured out what I wanted and uh, started reading a lot more and learning. Cool. What does success mean to you? Man, I've thought a lot about this. And uh, so success to me means growth, growth in any area. I don't care where you're at. Um, if you're growing, that to me is success. So whatever you're, wherever you're at, whatever, you're, whatever your starting point is, if you're working to get closer to where you want to be, that to me is success. So whether that's you being a mom and then you're working to be a better mom, whether you're, you know, want to uh, lose weight and then you're actually working towards those things, whatever you're doing, if you're making progress towards it, that to me is success. So success can mean many different things. It, it can look a lot of different ways, but to me it means growth. Cool. This is completely left field. What are your thoughts on sauna and the benefits, and have you seen any benefits? Oh, yeah. I, I love the sauna. The sauna, um, obviously, you know, it, it's like a reward at the end of a, uh, a workout. And so I love getting to the sauna. I'm like, dude, let's just hurry up and get this workout done so I can go sit in the sauna. And so I know there's a lot of different benefits. I know it releases uh, – um, dopamine. It also like helps with blood flow. Um, it helps with a lot of different things. And so I love to do at least 15 to 20 minutes. I was doing it every single day. Um, now I, I only do it from time to time, but it is one of my favorite things to do. I remember watching a Tony Robbins podcast uh, once where he talked about the sauna. And so a lot of different people, you know, they don't want to go to the gym to work out. Like let's say you're heavily overweight and you really don't want to work out. The best thing that you could do is go to the sauna and then it still gets your sweat going. And then what's crazy is that then somehow motivates people a lot of times and to work out and so just by getting yourself in that different environment and getting yourself sweating and stuff it's really healthy for you and definitely recommend you do it and then also it could end up getting you to where you're going to actually work out harder yeah ever since we did that in vegas i've been doing it like five days a week so it's awesome yeah it's good it's good for you yeah it feels good makes you feel better yeah how long do you want to live i'll hold this now okay how long do I want to live? I've never thought about that. It it depends on the quality of my life is going to be the answer to that because 
I want to live, and as long as I have my mind, I feel like I'd be pretty happy. I am a pretty, like, you know, I like to move around and do a lot of different things. And so physically active, I think, would be important. But as long as I was right in my head and I had sanity, I would want to continue to live because I believe that uh, as long as I have my my thoughts and my voice, like, I can make a difference in this world. Like, God God gave me a lot of purpose and a lot of different uh, things that I believe help people, like, help people believe in themselves. I believe, I believe that I help people, like, have hope into a positive positive future. So as long as I can actually think clearly and I have my brain, man, I'll live to 120, 130, 150, 200. As long as I can think, if if my ability goes away to think, then whatever age that would be, I probably would not want to be around anymore. So it's about the quality of your life. Yeah. Yeah. What would you say to someone who feels like they're stuck at their job that they hate? Like, what would you do mm. if you were them? Man, if you're stuck at a job you hate, guess what? It's your responsibility to change it. So that's what I always tell people is like, dude, there's nothing that bothers me more than hearing people complain about where they're at and then continuing to do nothing about it. And so if you do not like your job, you are choosing to stay there. Everybody has all these different reasons. Well, I got a family. I got this to support. I have all this other stuff. You're right. You do. And guess what? Is there somebody else out there who has those things that is doing a job that they like? Yes. So you're so scared to lose what you have in order to go get what you want, which is a very normal thing. A lot of people do that. I did that. Other people do that. And so what I would say is if you're in a job that you do not like, then go and make decisions in order to get yourself out of that situation. You can change it. You can make the same money somewhere else, but you do have to actively do something about it. What I feel like a lot of people do is they're going to settle. They're going to settle with their lives and then they start to negotiate with themselves. Oh, maybe it's okay. It's not that bad. Some days are good. But like, dude, if you find something that you really like and you can like thrive towards and like you can strive towards that, every single day and you're continuing to make the same amount of money like that's possible for you and so that's what I would say to people is think about what's possible and the biggest way that I found to think about what's possible is is there somebody else who's in a very similar situation as me in doing it if the answer is 99% of the time yes then that should be an example that you can go out and do it too so the main thing is one take responsibility for where you're at and like just let yourself know that, hey, I'm choosing to be here. And that is a hard thing for people to swallow. I'm choosing to stay in this job because you're not forced to stay there. There might be consequences, but that's life, dude. If you make certain decisions, there's always going to be costs and benefits, right? And so once you make the decision that you're the one who's choosing to stay there, I feel like it's easier to choose if you want to stay there or not. And I always say, just do the math. So I've, I've talked to a lot with my girlfriend about this. Hey, they want me to go work overtime. Okay, that's awesome. Do the math. Okay, how much is the overtime? How many hours is it going to be? Is it worth you to go and do this thing for an extra $150? Then ask yourself, is this worth the time away from kids? Sometimes it's yes, and sometimes it's no. But if you do the math on it, then you get to make that decision. So what I would always say is get more information and make the best decision that you possibly can with that. So main thing is progress, responsibility. It's your responsibility. Nice. I love it. That was a lot. That was good. That, that, that kind of stuff I've thought a lot about. Yeah. I can tell. Yeah. When should somebody buy their first real estate deal? Uh, 
as early as you possibly can. So I believe that as early as you can, especially if you're going to live in it. Now you can set that up the right way. So you could buy a duplex, you could buy a triplex, you could buy a fourplex where they're literally paying down your rent um, or your mortgage payment. So I believe you should do it as fast as possible um, because otherwise you're just renting. And at that point, you know, you're paying somebody else's. Now that might be good uh, depending on, you know, where you're at in your life. Like some people, it might make more sense to rent because then you're not as tied down to a place. And so if you want to travel and leave and less responsibility, then maybe, you know, you don't do that. But I always think a house is one of the best ways in order to have tax write-offs in order to um, pay down principal pay down because the banks are going to easily leverage the property for you, which is nice, especially if you live in there. Um, and then the other thing is obviously the cash flow. So houses just provide so many different benefits and the appreciation over time. Like, man, you can just get really wealthy. You, if you buy one house um, very early and you hold on to it for 30 years, you're probably going to end up with a bunch of equity in it. Um, so I would say, yeah, as early as possible. I think everybody should buy their house as early as they possibly can. Make sure it's, again, a good deal and not going to cost you a whole bunch of repairs and stuff. Um, but other than that, buy it. Sweet. <clears throat> All right. All right, Dakota. How did you find your purpose? That is a very loaded question. I wouldn't say that I found my purpose. I think that your purpose is ever-changing um, because I believe that, you know, the only person that really knows the true purpose is God. And so what I would say is I'm on my path to my purpose. And that's what I truly believe is like, do I think this is the end all be all my purpose? No, but I definitely know that like where I'm positioned, where God has put me is like, I am here for a purpose. And I definitely feel like this is the reason of like why I'm here. It's like to develop me, to change me in order to like be whoever needs me to be for whatever that next step is. And so that's kind of the way that I look at it is it's not about necessarily, you know, what you're doing. Doing, but who you are while you're doing it and who you're becoming and whose you are. Um, so I would say that I have not found my purpose, but I'm continuing to find it and like, you know, just continuing to ask God, hey, like, what's what's your vision? What do you have for me? What's next? And I, I truly believe that, again, he's developing me right now into whatever that is for me. And so, yeah, I would say it's a evolving, ever evolving process that I don't believe ever ends mm -hmm. till we die then I believe the purpose is to worship God. Love it. Cool. Our Rolex is overpriced. Yeah, 100%. When you really think about a Rolex and you look at what it is, like, dude, it's so dumb. It's so stupid, guys. It does not make any sense. Like, I, I think about how much it does not make sense. So this is a Movado. This thing was about $1,000. I wear this watch more than I wear my Rolex. And... I actually like this watch more. I like this watch way more. It's like I like the colors of it. Um, and it, it does the same exact thing as my Rolex does. So to me, it's very, yeah, it's very interesting. Like luxury items, they don't make a lot of sense to me. Like they really don't. I really don't get it. And so... Yes, I would say that they're definitely overpriced, especially when I look at my other watches and the quality of them. I'm like, you know, this watch was $1,000. I paid $17,000 for my Rolex. The Rolex is not 17 times better than this watch. It's just straight up not. So, yeah, to me, it does not make a lot of sense, and I definitely think they're overpriced. But I guess this is where it's interesting is value is created in the mind of what other people think that it is. And so that's what's interesting to me is because we say it's valuable, it is. And so that's really, it all comes down to perspective. That's why I think that sales and persuasion is so important because if we can 
persuade or sell anything, then like you now change the value based on words or meaning or whatever you decide to like help that person attach it to. So, uh, yeah, it's very, very interesting, but short answer. Yes. They're overpriced. What are your thoughts on professional sports? That's a loaded question. Uh, I really don't watch a lot of football, basketball, or anything like that. I think it's pretty cool. Um, I like watching MMA. Uh, I think that it creates a lot of different disciplines. And, uh, yeah, there's a lot of talented, strong freaking people out there. So I think it's pretty cool in some ways, but I don't really – I'm not that into it. Um, yeah, the one thing – man, I was going to say something about professional sports. One thing that I do like about sports is I like the discipline that it kind of makes you have. And so, like, uh, if you're on a one-on-one sport, I do like that it kind of creates this, like, hey, it's all up to you in some ways. Like, if you're in boxing or wrestling or anything that's, like, one-on-one, you can't go and point the finger at anybody else. you got to take some personal responsibility when you continue to lose. You could blame it on your coach, blame it on other people, but, like, realistically, you got to take some accountability. When you're on a team with people, it also helps, like, build that team aspect of, like, hey, dude, you got to figure out how to work together, and you're only as strong as your weakest link. And so, like, if somebody else is being weak or, like, you know, messes something up, you got to, like, learn how to encourage and then help them to get what you want instead of just, like, talking walking down to them because that's usually not going to be very effective on a team. So I definitely like professional sports. And then uh, the last thing that I'll say about professional sports is it makes me think of an analogy. And then uh, I'm writing a book right now um, from foster care to millionaire. And so in that book, I'm going to be talking about um, I'm going to be talking about how the odds are set against us, especially when you're in foster care and like, you know, you grow up poor, like everybody thinks, oh man, this person's not going to go and do anything. The the deck is stacked against you, right? And then uh, I listened to Alex Hormozzi or somebody and they basically talked about, well, what changes your odds? And this is where the analogy comes in for the professional sports. Well, what's the odds of you, you know, becoming wealthy? very low. What's the odds of a somebody going into professional baseball, into professional basketball, into one of these, you know, professionals? It is less than 1%. It's very unlikely. But guess what raises those odds? If you're seven foot tall, if you're, if you're extremely athletic, if you're, uh, you know, very agile there. So, that's something that you can't necessarily control, but that changes the odds, right? And so what I think about is just the same way that a professional changes the odds based on different skill sets that they have. What changes your odds for if you're going to become wealthy or not? If you're working out, if you're taking care of your health, if you're learning, if you're reading books, if you're if you're getting around wealthier people, like those all change your odds and those are all under your control. And so while it's not guaranteed, it's definitely going to raise your chances. And so while it's stacked against us, that's not an excuse to not go out there and control what we can control and raise our chances of actually, uh, you know, going and doing something or, you know, becoming successful or wealthy. Cool. Um, I just feel like when I'm like in the locker room or something, like people are always talking about like what happened at last night's football game. And like, I feel like that's like all their main like purpose besides like work is, Mm -hmm. I don't know. It just feels like, like that's like their escape. Like they don't participate in the sport, but like, they're just like, that's their thing. Yeah. A lot of people. Yeah. So the reason that I think that is, is because I think that people want a community and I think that people like really want to feel involved with something. So that's why I think that church, um, you know, football teams, all of that stuff is there is because people want to feel involved in a tight knit community. They want to feel like they're part of something, whether that's them going and playing a game or like, you know, being a fan of a sports team. Now it feels like they're a part of something that's bigger than them. And so I believe that that's one of our human desires. And that's why I think that people really uh, attach to them. That makes sense. How are you so consistent? 
Um, so I would say the, the things that go through my head are very similar to other people. Like, man, I don't want to do this. It's going to be hard. And I really, you know, I don't want to wake up this morning. Um, a couple different things. One is I, I will, uh, choose to set that aside even when I don't want to because I think about what I really want and a lot of times what I really want is bigger than what whatever that desire is. I also have this interesting thing that's cost me in different areas that I was actually just talking to my counselor about this morning, but I have a, uh, this weird thing where if I say I'm going to do something, I need to do it because otherwise it feels like I'm out of integrity and I feel like I'm lying and that's very, very important to me. That's a high value of mine, which is interesting. It turns into other areas that aren't so helpful. But what I would say is consistency comes for me uh, just from a desire to like be everything that God created me to be. And so I feel like that's it's, it's a weight and then it's also like a purpose and uh, it gets me excited, but then also feels stressful at other times where I feel like I have to perform. And then I would say that being around everybody else in the office and then like being the leader, I have to like show by example, right? And so if I'm going to hold everybody to a certain standard, I have to at least be at that standard, if not higher. And so for me, it's a lot of responsibility responsibility to be the example to to take care of myself and that's what I really think that loving yourself is is like holding yourself accountable being disciplined like loving yourself is not going out and you know drinking and taking care of yourself in all these ways like I believe that loving yourself is doing the things that are going to be difficult for your better for your future um, yeah. so that's that's the reasons of why and why it's easier for me to be disciplined so it's not easy because a lot of people think that I just do it naturally and it's not a natural thing it's just a thing that I care more about the outcome than I care about how I feel in the moment. How much money is enough for someone to live off of, like week, um, yeah, weekly or yearly? That is one of the most loaded questions ever, too, because that's going to depend on where you live, uh, how many kids you have, what your family looks like, what do you like to do. Um, that's going to depend on a lot of different stuff. Uh, so I would say here in the Midwest, um, I would say the minimum that I think that people should really strive for is going to be six figures. I think that if you're making a hundred thousand dollars a year in the Midwest in Fort Wayne, Indiana is where we're at. You can, you can live uh, a decent life. Like I think there's going to be, you're going to be pretty set up. Um, now when you add kids and all of that other stuff onto that, I, I, I don't know because I never had kids, but I would think that you got to add, you know, fifteen twenty thousand dollars per kid to what you need to make a year in order to do that so when tony and i first started this our goal was to make a hundred thousand dollars a year passively we ended up making a lot more than that now um just because we kind of changed our trajectory but at the end of the day it's not really passive and so it also depends on how you want to make the money because you can make all of the money and then have no time and so even if you make a bunch of money then now you have no time for what you want to do anyway it really doesn't matter how much money you made so that's it's such a loaded question i would say that people need to really evaluate their life what they're willing to sacrifice what they really want and then kind of work it backwards because some people might be able to do it on sixty thousand dollars it just depends on what they want to do they might want to stay around here and you know drive a different car and stuff so it really depends on their goals what they want and how they want to make the money how many hours do they want to work what do you want your life to look like and i would set that up first what do you want your life to look like and then work it backwards on how much money you need to make do you want any kids uh, yeah, I love kids. Kids, uh, I worked at the YMCA right after high school, and I definitely like kids. I think they're so fun, and 
Um, I've, I learned something about myself, actually. It's very interesting. I feel like a lot of people are this way. But for me, it's so easy to, like, love kids. It's so easy to be silly with them and, like, and show them your real self and show them your goofy self because we're not scared of judgment from kids. And so, to me, it's, like, it's the purest form of love because I feel like I can be vulnerable, open, and, you know, with them where I feel like with adults, you kind of always have to feel like you have to be a certain way. Strong. Yeah, like strong or, like, you know, not show them so much much goofy stuff and so kids you can just truly be yourself and like I think that that's a gift and uh yeah I definitely love kids and and plan on having them I think I'll be I think I'll be a really good dad you will be buddy I know you will yeah cool thanks for watching guys that was our interview with Dakota thanks buddy yep that was good that was good peace